Hey everybody, welcome to the Marathon Church Podcast. My name is Craig Henson, and I'm your host today. Thanks so much for joining us, and I'm happy to be joined today by Family Ministries Pastor Casey Callahan. What's up, everybody? <laughs> and Outreach Pastor Chasen Callahan. Hello. How y'all doing today? Doing good. Good. I have to admit, I was running late today. I woke up super early. You I did. was like we're so, married by the way yeah Sorry. we are that's yes. how he knows i woke up super early <laughs> i started two loads of laundry i was like making it happen making lunches setting up stuff for dinner tonight and super motivated and really bad at managing my time and chase was like you know what time it is right it's like oh you know that's awesome though because we just you guys started this series on sunday called just a phase and that's really kind of what it's all about a, mm, yeah. a big element of it is time right yes Totally, totally time that I find I don't have. Wait, I do have. I don't make time for stuff. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah, yeah I think it's something that, that we deal with uh, in our relationships, in our marriages, in our homes, with our kids. But we're dealing with it in ministry right now. Uh, we all serve together in ministry mm-hmm. here at Marathon mm-hmm. Church. And it's something that I think is at the forefront of all of our minds just from a work perspective even mm. it just the time thing is just in every aspect of our life yeah um i love we were in staff meeting yesterday and one of our guys said what they wanted to do and they looked at me or looked at us and said but it you know it's time over time it's going to start with little things yeah that's right doing it over and over and i thought Man, that's cool because <laughs> right. that wasn't even about kids. That was like right. just about work. And it, but, and most people think that this series is only just for parents and kids, and that's it. Right. And me and Casey, we we talked about this. I I struggle a little bit trying to fit everybody into sermons or fit every person or personality into a sermon, which is a good trait yeah. to have because you're thinking about everybody. However, um. I think it was you that said we shouldn't apologize for doing parenting series. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. And uh, and and not that we're saying sorry or anything like that. But I just I think this series is amazing because it does speak to everybody. And these you said it, Casey. The principle of this entire thing can be put into every personality, every uh, family, but every person, you know, right overall. Yeah, I think that's great. And one of you, one of the things you guys talked about is that time after time, mm-hmm. uh, time over time, uh, a concept. And in the meeting when that staff member said that, I'm like, oh. it's always a win when a staff member has a takeaway from Sunday's <laughs> yeah. message. They listen to the message. That's right. That's I was right. like, Absolutely. yes, that's a big win. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know if people realize how hard it is as a staff member to sit in service Yeah, and then if you're sitting in service, only pay attention to the message, you know, like yeah. so many of us, even uh, if when I get to sit through the service, I'm still having to check my phone to make sure that there's nothing else going on or I'm yeah. checking our programs to make sure they're working and everything. Mm-hmm. And so to me, that just speaks to and I will say most of us go back and watch it later on Facebook or YouTube or sure. through the app. But on a Sunday morning to be able to take that in, to me, that speaks to what a basic biblical principle it is. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that Satan, the enemy, tries to lie to us until we have all the time in the world. And, um, you know, it, it's, you know, we fill it with so much stuff. And mm-hmm. God has said from the very beginning, like time is 
something that is fleeting. Life is fleeting, yeah, that's right. and we need to take advantage of it. Yeah, and one of the premises of the series is that time is always moving, and we can't slow it down. Mm-hmm. The phase that we're in now really needs to be embraced because we're not going to be in this phase forever. It's We're going to move on to a different season of life. Yes. Mm. Yes, absolutely. And it happens faster than you realize it. I've I've heard uh, John Acuff is a Christian um, author and blogger and speaker. And he said, you know, never tell the parents of a toddler that it goes by fast because toddler <laughs> hours, like a day is 96 yeah. hours when you have a toddler. <laughs> but other than that, <clears throat> it goes by so fast. And um, we are dealing with things that... I thought we're so far off with a kid that's about to go into high school and he's wanting to go get ice cream with a girl mm. after school today. Help, and help us. We're trying yeah. to navigate that. And um, I also have a, a preschooler and I, I look at her and I think, oh my gosh, I blinked my eyes. And yeah, yeah. we're talking about how do we handle the future of dating for a high schooler? Mm, that's insane. What do you have those... Um, like we have orange curriculum yes. here at the church at Marathon, which is great. They're such a blessing to oh churches. Oh my gosh! Holy they're moly, huge. they're good. Mm-hmm. And we could do a whole podcast based off of that. Mm-hmm. But they have the phases broken down, and it tells you. And that's what we. If you come to our locations, you'll see uh, what we're doing during the series is table talks. And in the middle, as a centerpiece, are these colorful. Um, what not vases, but they're like yeah, I mean that's okay. tubes or whatever. Yeah, that has all these different um, uh, things in them. Yes, C- explain how much time you have with our right school. So basically, um, when a child is born, brought home from the hospital, you have nine hundred and thirty-six weeks until they turn eighteen. And we we know that for the most part, at their eighteenth birthday, you're not kicking them out. Mm-hmm. But research has shown. That the closer a child gets to 18, the less influence parents have on them. And so you have 936 weeks with your kids. And uh, we just think that if you you count the time, you make make more out of the time counting. Like I'm I'm going to make the the most of this. And so we have a couple of different phases set up where you can see as a second grader or a seventh grader or a high school senior. And I think that it does something in our mind when you can see literally those weeks disappearing. Yeah. And you get to the, the 12th grade and it's like you have 52. Yeah, you kind of have like... to like shake it around to see them <laughs> yeah. at the bottom. And, and I'll just plug this in. I think this is why church and family ministries are so important. This is why I think it's important that you have your kids in small groups mm-hmm. and you you bring yeah. them into services uh, for them, with volunteers mm-hmm. for them, you bring your kids to youth and to the middle, um, because I think of now, right now, I'm a small group for senior girls, high school seniors, and I was also their small group last year when they were juniors. And at this point, you know, I think as a parent, as my child gets older and into high school, he's going to stop calling me mm. at some point. My influence as a parent is depleting. But it's going somewhere. And mm-hmm. I know friends are going to play into that. But, oh, my goodness, wouldn't you want it to be someone in the church that they yeah. call if they're not yeah. going to call you? I'm pretty and, sure, um, though, Emerson is a mama's boy. So he's always going to He'll call. always call his mom. <laughs> but, well, you've modeled that because you said you talk to your parents every day. I yeah. do talk to my parents. Yeah. I just talked to my dad on the phone on the way in. Yeah, absolutely. My parents have... Um, 
taught me my entire life that they will always be there for me no matter what. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it's created a really strong family unit. Uh, They definitely my biggest fear growing up was disappointing my dad. That's not something I ever wanted to do, but not because... Um, Big Mike. Yeah. <laughs> For anyone that's at the Pattersville campus, you would yeah. recognize him. But he... Uh, not because he made me feel like he wasn't going to love me anymore, but because I loved him so much, I felt like he deserved the honor of mm. me not disappointing nice. him. That's yeah. good. And, um, that is good. It, it definitely shaped the way that I made decisions growing up and, and who I depended on. There's he, some, he's yeah. a top tier A plus volunteer here at Marathon, <laughs> by the way. Like he is making it happen every Sunday. He is. And this is also just another plug for anyone listening. Orchard Hill Camp that's coming up this summer. Um, our summer camp programming will start at the end of May. We have um, like twice the kids pre-registered mm. at the beginning of May right. as we did last year. Um, and about a third of the staff hired. And my poor dad, <laughs> who should be retired, I'm talking to him, and he's like, sounds like you're having a rough day. And I said, I'm just really concerned about you know, getting the staffing done. Well, if there's anything I can do, I'm like, Dad, you, <laughs> I think you're doing enough. Well, I don't know that I am. If there's I can anything see I can him do, like being out there counselor. on the zip line. And- <laughs> He's he's awesome. like what six eight, so he would yeah. probably drag the ground, <laughs> yeah. as, you know, or help. But that he'd be willing to do yeah. it. Hey, I, I was going to say this about the time thing. Um, just you talking about how much time when they're born nine mm-hmm. nine hundred and what yeah. thirty six weeks. So, like to someone, let's take my daughter Georgia, mm-hmm. who's ten years old. Maybe to her or something like that seems like a lot of weeks. But Absolutely. as soon as you put a time on it or a number on it, yeah. to me, it made me go, oh, no. Right. Like, this is going to come to an end. Yeah. Where if you're not thinking about that number, that jar is gonna it's be an empty. infinity. Mm-hmm. You don't think about right. it. Right. It's the whole I'll live forever concept, yeah. you know, YOLO, you know, yeah. or this. But the truth is there is a number on all of our days. Like yeah. not just the phase, yes, kids. Mm-hmm. And here I go again, trying to put it in some everybody's <laughs> perspective. But I'm, I just when you said that, you put a number on, you know, when a baby's born. Immediately, I go. Then time is of the essence with everything, and it's not mm-hmm. easy mm-hmm. at all. I forget no. it all the time, and but it, that's why I said when I was sitting at the table on Sunday. This is why this conversations need to happen over right. and over and over right. and over. Right. Because um, it, it, we said, and I may get this wrong, but it, it matters more if you keep doing it. What Absolutely. you what you do That's this right. week matters more if you keep doing it. You, you know, know, I started thinking, um, and and Sunday I had kind of a thought hit me, and I didn't really say it just because of time and all that, but. But there are families that see these jars that are filled with teeny tiny little bitty pieces of paper. Mm. But what they're holding in their hand is a huge blob of just brokenness and mess that's happening yeah. in their families right now. And they think that teeny tiny piece of paper, that doesn't matter when I'm holding this mess in my hands. It's it's going to ruin everything. But I started thinking in Scripture I had seriously, and correct me if I'm wrong, I can't think of a time where Jesus or God celebrated a huge thing that someone did, 
but man, they celebrated the small things wow. all yeah. the yeah. time. They celebrated when the little boy mm-hmm. gave his fish and loaves lunch. Yeah. And and Jesus used that teeny tiny little boy's lunch mm-hmm. to to have a miracle of feeding thousands or the widow that gave her last might. Yeah. They they never point out someone came in and gave a million dollars or gave a bucket <laughs> no, full of gold. Yeah. It's the little bitty tiny things. Um what moves the mountains? The faith of a mustard seed. It's not you doing a humongous act, you baptizing 10 million people will do it. No, it's the little things that move mountains. It's That's the great. little things that Jesus uses for miracles. So even though you have this big blob, God uses the little things. He doesn't use That's the big good. things. He uses the little things in your life. And so please don't get discouraged. We all have big, ugly blobs in our jar. And mm. All you do is continue time over time over mm-hmm. time with the small things, and God blesses those, and it just completely dissolves the big blobs in your life. That's good. I think that's so important because I think a lot of people have the perspective that if I just bring my child to church, that lightning bolt is going to strike. Right. It's going to change their life. Right. Forgive me, God, for using that terminology, but yeah. <laughs> but it, it's the it's the every day. It is the minute by minute every day. Time over time, that's that's what makes the difference in a kid's life, in my opinion. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we talk about even looking back, it's the tiny little bitty things that added up over time. It's not the, the humongous things yeah. that we did as a family, like the one time we took a trip here or the like that was cool. Yeah. But what made me who I am, what shaped who I am and mm-hmm. the way God uses me now are the teeny tiny things that happened every day in my life and the you know singing hymns with my grandma and her teaching me King James Bible verses <laughs> to memorize. Like those are the little things that shaped who I am, not the I can't even remember half of the birthday presents I ever got growing up or the money that mm-hmm. was spent on me. It was yeah. the time. No, it's good. Yeah, I think you guys kind of made this point Sunday too that and there's all those stats out there about how much time that they spend at church. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that 15 or 20 minutes at dinner time. Yes. Mm. Isn't that crazy? It will, yeah. is really what will make the difference. Absolutely. Yeah. And and like this is a confession. So last night, I <laughs> we left church really late. We worked late yesterday. Um, it was like close to seven before we got home. We ate a late lunch yesterday. We had a meeting that went way over. I didn't really eat lunch till like two o'clock. I wasn't even that hungry. Chase missed lunch because he had a meeting and he was starving. And I was just like, oh, I don't even know what I'm going to do. So we had frozen chicken nuggets. And I cooked dinner last night. You did. He made Great frozen job. chicken nuggets <laughs> for Put him and the kids. pan and threw them in there. There you go. Yeah. And, um, but he was still like, how do I know when they're done? Yeah. I, <laughs> I was I like, was, honey. Yeah. Anyway. Just cook She's them. the cook for sure. But um, we still brought everyone to the table and we ate our chicken nuggets and we were there for maybe 10 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, scarfing yeah. down some chicken nuggets before we went to bed. It was definitely not a Martha Stewart meal by any means. And I don't even know that we had any um, like theologically groundbreaking uh, spiritual talk that happened, but we were still able to connect with each other. We prayed together <laughs> before asked, we ate. I asked Georgia to pray. I was like, hey, hold on. You're down two nuggets. I'm down two nuggets. Like, <laughs> yeah. let's pray. Let's pray. Yeah. <laughs> and then as soon as I asked Georgia to pray, Emerson's like, what? No, I want to pray. Mm-hmm. And then Rollins got, my youngest got in on it. And she's let's like, go. I want to pray. So they all ended up praying. And that took about 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> they all tried to outdo each other. No. 
But, that, but that it's worth good. it. It is worth it. I could have easily sent the kids to their rooms with chicken nuggets. Yeah. They were, you know, I'm still, I talk about laundry every time someone puts a mic in front of me, but I'm still trying to catch up on laundry. We've been out of town and um, I was doing laundry. I, I mean, I could have absolutely just been like, get out of my face for a minute. <laughs> like I just, yeah. I need some time. But it was worth it, and it wasn't that hard to just sit down and look at each other. And, mm-hmm. you know, I found out that my son's doing a TED Talk today at yeah. school. He nice. said, he said, um, hey, I need to uh, work on my TED Talk. Do you, uh, do you have any <laughs> time awesome. that you could let me? And I was like, and I don't know time out. We TED were, talk? Yeah. No, what's funny is he said, I was like, time out, TED Talk. And he acted, I guess I, I said it as if I didn't know it. He's like, oh, do you not know what that means? <laughs> And I was like, oh my yeah, gosh. I've actually done a TED Talk. Yeah, like, teach me. Teach me. Teenage kid, teach me. But I don't know that's that awesome. that's something we would have even heard from him if we weren't sitting at the table to talk. Like, no. would he have even shared that with us if he had to, you know, walk out of his room or come yeah. find us? But just the conversations that have to naturally happen mm-hmm. because you're sitting there across yeah. from each other. Um, opens up communication. I, I think a lot of the stats say that it's you know better grades and better choices and things yeah. like that. And I think, honestly, that 10, 15 minutes is accountability. If they know that they're going to get asked something at dinner about their day or mm. what do you have going on, it, I mean, if someone gave me a job to do and they were never going to check on it, never going to ask about it, I might not have a lot of integrity about it. Uh, you know, I might let it slide, but if I know that someone's going to ask me how it's going, I'm a, I'm a yeah. little more eager to make sure that it's going well. So I yeah. think it's that chance for just honest accountability. You're not mm-hmm. just checking up on them. I, I genuinely want to know how your day was, and I think it keeps them accountable, and that helps them mm-hmm. make better decisions in life and school. Totally. You know, we um, we raised our sons in Los Angeles. Mm. They're products of the Los Angeles Unified School that's District. Lot, that's a All lot right. like Greenville, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah exactly. I, it is similar, I think, in a lot of ways. <laughs> mm-hmm. When they were in school, like Greenville might be catching where L.A. was then, you know. But, <laughs> right, right. Um, and your kids go to public school. Yes. And, yeah. and we, we felt like that dinner time was our time to debrief them, yeah. to mm-hmm. counter-teach True. whatever wasn't biblical that they got taught that day and that that was so important to us totally absolutely and we don't even know half the time what they're told you know how do we know unless we ask yeah no i i just i love the idea of and i said this sunday i just i grew up with andy griffith yeah reruns and stuff and beyond the stats like there's just something like for me as a kid this is what i remember i remember my mom cooking and and getting stuff prepared for the table and when I sat down I didn't think about this then but looking back at it there was something special about knowing that someone loved you yeah and cooked something for you with you in mind like mm-hmm. she didn't cook something for my neighbor necessarily and just hope that I would eat it no she thought what is Chase going to want to eat tonight you know and so when we take the time like Casey she's a awesome cook awesome mom and she says what is what oh i can't i don't necessarily need to serve this because you know georgia she doesn't always like that or she'll take that dish and switch it and stuff and there's something about that table knowing that it's surrounded by things that are people and and food even i know that's Mm -hmm. funny but food that someone has prepared with them in mind that's Mm -hmm. a huge that's why I, i i love the table 
regardless of the stats. Like, I yeah, think, I yeah, think that's sure. great. Is that how the chicken nuggets went last night? Yeah, the kids I were like, my I prepared dad that. My dad. knew I wanted chicken nuggets. <laughs> mm, so they good. were actually very happy to get chicken nuggets. Yeah. Jo- uh, Rollins wanted five every single time. Five, yes. five more, five more, five more. <laughs> that's awesome. I know. Hey, one of the things you guys said on Sunday is that families don't need a different picture. Mm. They need a bigger story. Could you guys unpack that a little bit? Yeah. Um, that is was uh, what's funny is the first talk that we did was from a message that we did like three or four years ago. Yeah. And that particular one-liner is something that I did because everyone – thinks they need the you know when you walk into target and you have the they're selling the picture frames but they have the picture within the frame already in it and that that family is perfect they're diverse they're you know they look great yeah or they have blonde hair blue eyes and it's just the perfect haircut and dad has khakis and a button down exactly exactly and so (laughs) all the kids are looking at the camera right and they're smiling how do they do that exactly um that that was what I was trying to portray or get across to our congregation is saying here here's the thing you stop looking at the perfect picture that family yeah. um you, you need a bigger story look within your your kids look within your um your family and go where is the kingdom of God within my family mm. yeah. where is that at because that's the bigger story, right? Not the the picture that's hanging on the wall of you guys at the beach with the the khakis that's and white good, shirt. Yeah. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. the bigger story is where is the kingdom within your family? Mm-hmm. And when we start thinking kingdom minded, then we start opening our eyes to what our kids really need and what our family needs and what God has prepared for our family. You know, and and I know that not every family has that. And grew up with a with the Aunt B and the Andy Griffith thing. Like I, right, I yeah. know that, but that might be part of your bigger story. Like, and and it, I, I believe that Eddie's going to um, refer to a little bit of this um, about the broken home, you know, and yeah. and how how does that relate? Like, but do you know it's crazy? Tell me. Andy Griffith was a single dad. I, that's right. I was getting there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's mean, exactly yeah. it. We yeah. keep referring to the Andy Griffith show as this. You know, awesome, ultimate wholesome, family. yeah, 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 yeah. And they, they were, yeah. they were a great family, yeah. even though yeah. he's a single dad, yeah. and and that isn't, you know, unmarried, you know, spinster widow who may have spent her life thinking I missed out, mm-hmm. I, I could have had my own family, but look at the impact that this fictional family made on America. Yeah, yeah. No, I, you know, obviously. Andy Griffith is not, you know, this Christian whatever, but but I do think there's a lot of principles yeah, that come sure. out of that. But I I do think you're at, go back to your question the or the unpacking the bigger story. To to me, it goes back to kingdom, and I think a lot mm-hmm. of us families in America, maybe around the world, but I know America have lost the in Matthew where it says seek the kingdom first. We've sought out a lot of desires, a lot of of our opinions, and put them ahead of what kingdom actually looks like, you know, yeah. and in our personal lives, but also within our families. And part of that is exhaustion. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I, I would be lying if I didn't say I didn't feel that. I I just 
I see kingdom, but I'm so tired. Mm-hmm. Not from work day, just mental. I got nothing left. And um, I read this morning in Romans where he was talking about where the spirit, that's where the spirit takes over. Yeah. Is in our weakness, that's where the spirit is. But yes. you, you can't necessarily... Um, you can't necessarily live that way if you're not open to the idea of going, God, I got nothing left, but will you show me? Will you help me? Will you mm-hmm. move me? And most most people, I say most, I, I'm using that in a very loosely, but most people probably wouldn't even get that far, you know, until you go back to the chicken nugget thing. They may go, hey, just eat, eat in your rooms, you know, or, you know, whatever. They may eat at the table, but you don't. Mm-hmm. You know, you're on the back yeah. porch or and they're doing their thing. And so my my point in saying that is like, where's the kingdom in your in your family? And don't 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 let exhaustion um, sidetrack you from mm-hmm. what God may be doing in a in a specific moment, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I think that's really good. You know, I mean, you look back, our kids are grown. Um, You look back on, and I mean, we made so many mistakes. There's so much we could have done better. But I think one of the things we might have gotten right is that in a culture that was all about where are you going to go to college? What is your career? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amy and I were like, we don't care. Mm-hmm. We just want you to love Jesus and yeah. love people and mm-hmm. love the church at the yeah. end of all this. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's not that we didn't think education was important. Right. I mean, we value it as much as anybody else. But right. for us, and this isn't to you know, pat us on the back, yeah. but the kingdom was more important no, than their career. Totally. Absolutely. Or their college or whatever. Right. I said that Sunday. Yeah. Like, I mean, we got... Uh, graduates coming up or 12th graders that are leaving and i've seen in our student ministry and i mean i've seen them pick academics over the kingdom Mm -hmm. and and that's that's hard because you want to do well like right like you want to be successful and and you can do those things and you can do the college thing and that's by no means are we saying don't do that Right. right i would just you need to do that with a kingdom filter. Right. Like 100%. Like you were with the bigger story yeah. in mind. Yeah. yeah. The priorities. I mean, totally. I, all that can fit. It's just how you place them. I, don't, <clears throat> I mean, probably everybody's seen where you have the jar. And um, if you put like all the sand in first, all the little bitty tiny things in first, and then you try to, to pack in bigger rocks, mm-hmm. you're yeah. not going to be able to fit them all in. Right. And so sometimes that means, you know, that. TikTok or Facebook or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, Netflix, those things all end up taking up a whole lot of space and they don't leave room for family and faith and, you know, commitment to, you know, what you truly believe in. But if you put those things in first, if you put those big pieces in and then you pour in the sand and the smaller pieces, yeah. they can shift in around totally. mm. where your priorities yeah. are and you'll have room for it. But you just got to place your priorities first. No, it's great. That that's a great picture for sure. Yeah, It'd be great if we had a video of it. Wouldn't it? it would. Yeah, <laughs> you guys watch this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the few minutes that we have left, you guys kind of finished up Sunday talking about leaving a legacy. Mm. Would you guys talk about that? And um, there's just some great statements that I think people were able to walk away with that made a difference in their lives this week. Hmm. Um, I I I love the idea of legacy, and I look at my 
you know, family. Someone told me the other day, you can tell like family means a lot to you. And it's like, yeah, um, because I believe that they they left something not just for me, but in me, yeah. you know, and that's one of the things we talked about on Sunday was that legacy is not becoming famous, but making God famous. That's that so kingdom, good. that kingdom yeah. mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, we heard it that an in- inheritance is what you leave for someone, but a legacy is what you leave in someone. And that's that hit me. Yeah, you know, when I first heard that and put that in in my practice and things like that. And I've tried, I've tried my best to to live with that in mind. Like I don't want to leave. My goodness, I'm a pastor, so money, I'm not going to be able to, <laughs> Sorry, to leave yeah. that for the kids, but I can yeah. leave a legacy that will make them um, better, yes. like a, have better character that will, even if they don't get into ministry, what I'm leaving in them in the workplace, people thrive over. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That That's what people make them indispensable. Is these little legacies that we're leaving in somebody? But do you want to speak to that? Yeah, I just think you know if we have the world lens on, and you think about legacy, all of us somewhere in our sinful nature want to be important. You know, we we want mm. to make a name for ourselves, and totally. we want to be important. Yeah, but we're really just a few generations away from being wiped from people's memories. I mean, mm-hmm. I can't name my great great grandparents names, no matter how hard they worked or how much money they made. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. So a true legacy is really making God famous because in a world that can be shaken, in a world that can be just, you know, blown to dust, God's kingdom can't be shaken. And being a part of his kingdom is what makes us important. Mm -hmm. It is what leaves a legacy. Mm -hmm. And so passing that down in your family is eternal. Mm-hmm. And won't be wiped away in a generation or two. Is that that's just kind of my thoughts. Yeah. What What are you leaving in someone mm-hmm. that will be remembered, whether it's your name or not? Your actions will be remembered. Mm-hmm. You know, and what that means for your future. I mean, that's that's something to live on every single day. Yeah, know? for sure, for sure. It was a. Uh, one of the things that really hit me uh, when my dad passed away mm-hmm. is when I started going through his stuff and I found his mom's Bible, yeah. my grandmother's right, Bible. Right. Like that, that one broke me right yes. there. And I opened it up and she's got all these notes in there and everything. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, they left a legacy to my dad that he's left to us that hopefully our sons are embracing. Right. And then our two grandsons are. Yeah. It's going to come down to them, and that right. I, I like. I had full composure <laughs> until I saw <laughs> yeah. Grandma's Bible, you know. Totally. Right, and, and that legacy is just. I mean, it's it's heavy. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and you just want it con- to continue. You know, I, absolutely. Uh, I, Sunday, I had an older gentleman that I know and love very well, and I talked about him second service. Um, he has several kids, but there's one grandkid that is actually living with them and they're raising this their grand granddaughter and um he said this he said chase that you and casey knocked it out of the park i appreciate that man and he said but here's my thought he said in about he says 30 years you know but he's almost 80 yeah. like so you know yeah he said in 30 years i'm not gonna be around and i finally get it i'm like what he said i need 
to teach my granddaughter, no matter what, Jesus is the most important thing. Yeah. That's a kingdom filter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he put a number on, on how, how much, much time, time he, he had left. left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, it matters more. And when you do that, things come into perspective. And so at the end of the day, Jesus is the most important That's part right. of their mm-hmm. lives. Mm-hmm. Academics, sports, careers, whatever. At the end of the day, Jesus is the most important part. Mm-hmm. So how you get that across to them, that's the table talk. Right. That's right. That's what you have the conversation around the table. And maybe it's um, your neighbor. Maybe you are single, but you have a neighbor and their kids. That same thing applies to them. Like, yeah. Make sure they know that Jesus is the most important part mm-hmm. through your actions and through your character. Mm-hmm. So at their, maybe at their table talk, they talk about you being Jesus to them. Wow. And then that's their – you see what I mean? That, yeah, that's how that's, it – it, that's a kingdom filter. That's kingdom mm-hmm. kingdom minded. That's really good. So you guys set the table really well <laughs> on Sunday for the set cool. the table for the series. Yeah. Uh, Case, you want to give us a little sneak peek of uh, where you're going to speak into well, us on okay. Sunday first about her message. Yes. She went over it with me yesterday. I am so jealous. It's not my message <laughs> because I'm just like, gosh, those are. It's so good, y'all. Um. Yeah, oh, I don't like that. I am kind of pumped about it. Um, normally, I get pretty spiritually down the week that I speak. Mm-hmm. You know, I get beat up a little bit, and I have lots of voices in my head that tell me that I have no clue what I'm doing. And sometimes I don't, but um, I just trust for God to work through me in that. But um, I feel like God has really been with me um, as I've been preparing this. And so I'm going to try to be very careful and not speak the entire message because I am excited about it. But I think um, I want to encourage moms and caregivers and really everyone. Um, but since it is Mother's Day, uh, I do kind of have a special a special moment for moms. And um, I'm going to tell some personal stories about it. And basically, I feel like a lot of the parents are looking at me thinking that I have something that they don't. That, um, yeah, but if I was you, I could do these talks right. at the table or... You know, if you if you knew how bad I had messed up, if you knew how me and my husband Mm. fight at home, if you knew um, the way that I have to yell at my kids sometimes. And I'm going to try to even the playing field a little bit and show that your kids don't need a perfect parent. They need a front row seat to God working in your Mm. life and um, invite your kids in and let them see God working in your life. Don't try to close the door and, and fix yourself and then present a perfect person to your your kids because then they, they miss out on the glory of God. So that's, that's I think, is that there, close to what we're talking about? There's so much more. I, I, can't, <laughs> just, I can't wait. It sounds so awesome. Oh, my gosh, it is. Hey, I want to thank you guys for bringing this series uh, to Marathon. It's, uh, it's incredible. Lives are being changed. Families are going to be transformed. Uh, thank you. Thank you for your time today as well. Hey, thanks for listening out there. Uh, if you would, please rate, review, subscribe to our podcast, wherever you get your podcast, and share it with a friend or neighbor. And you can follow us on social media at Marathon Church. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can check out all these messages there. And if you have questions or comments, please send, send them to info at marathonchurch.org. We'll talk to you next time.